Big Lezzers League, an all rugby league experience. Hello, welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. A lot has happened during the trials. Let's go ahead and jump straight into it. We've got a few reports to get through, obviously a few injuries and a suspension that I think could be a little bit harsh considering it was a trial match. Yes, you're trying to send a message, obviously, with these head highs and stuff like that, but there wasn't much that Sevo could do in that situation. We'll talk about it in a second, but... Uh, Sevo is definitely one of the topics we'll be talking about. He has been suspended for up to three to four weeks. We'll find out, I think, tomorrow afternoon how long exactly that suspension is going to be, but it's said to be uh, between three to four weeks. Tom Gilbert has done his ACL. So unfortunate. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, it looks like Cohen Hess has also potentially done his ACL or MCL. He's at risk of both. He's obviously getting scans, I think, today. I think we'll find out by tomorrow what the exact injury is there for Cohen Hess. Uh, Ethan O'Neill got poked in the eye so bad, he fractured an eye socket. And then Sunia Taruva is at risk of a PCL injury. He's going to get scans as soon as he returns to Australia. So uh, very hectic injuries here for about four players. And then Sevo is obviously going to be suspended for three to four games. So unfortunate because he is such a good footballer. We haven't seen Sevo at his best for a long time. I really wanted him to have a fresh start this year, come in on a really positive tone and have a good season. He had a really good season two years ago. Since then, he's sort of dropped off a little bit. He didn't have the best season last year. He needs a fresh start. He needs to get back to the footy. We know that he can play at his best, uh, Mike Acevo. So unfortunate that he will be suspended for three to four games. You've got to look now at who is going to replace him on the wings. You obviously have a few guys that played on the weekend. You've got Hayes Dunster, Sean Russell. Sean Russell, for me, is a lock in this side. I don't think that they're going to not select Sean Russell. Uh, but you've got Hayes Dunster. Zach Sini's one that's sitting in reserve grade at the moment. They've got Isaac Loom Loom. Morgan Harper's trying to fight his way into this side as well. And then Blaze Talagi, a bit of a smoky, but one that the Parramatta Reels maybe should give an opportunity to. Yes, he's usually a fullback. Yes, he is quite a smaller body compared to some of the other outside backs in contention for these wing spots. But I don't think it's the worst idea in the world to get him blooded into first grade football. For me, though, I think that one of the wingers has to be Sean Russell, as we said before. The other one, it is between three other guys. Blaze Talagi, Morgan Harper, and Hayes Dunster. I don't think Loom Loom's going to get a spot. I think he is behind a few guys. And so is Zach Zini for me. It's so unfortunate because Zini is such a good footballer. But I do think he is sitting behind your Morgan Harpers, who's trying to get into this team. I think Bailey Simonson over the weekend locked in the center spot. So did Will Penasini. So Morgan Harper, the spot that he's going to be fighting for is going to be wing. Sini, Loom Loom, they're also sitting behind Hayes Dunster and Blaze Salagi to get into this team as well. In the fight between these three guys, Hayes Dunster hasn't played a lot of first grade over the past few years. Yes, it's been due to injury. But he hasn't played a lot of first grade. It was sort of his first hit out on the weekend. Um, I don't know if I'd be bringing him back straight away. He did look very good. He almost looked like he chucked on maybe five or so kilos too. Hayes Dunster, he looks a lot bigger, a lot stronger, which wouldn't be too bad at all. I just would wait a little while to bring him back. Obviously, after two pretty hectic injuries in a row, I'd just wait a little while to bring in Hayes Dunster into this first grade side. I just want to see how he goes in cup. 
Uh, Blaze Talagi, obviously been killing it in Cup over the past few years uh, and obviously very highly touted by the Parramatta Reels fan base, by scouts and experts of the game. Blaze Talagi is definitely one of the next big things coming out of Parramatta. I think that it would be worthwhile giving him an opportunity, as we said. Uh, Morgan Harper, though, he has played a lot of first grade over the past few years. He did have a rough end to the year for Manly, obviously getting done pretty badly um, by CSC Vitalikai in that game. Got absolutely dusted by him uh, and didn't make Morgan Harper look good one bit. He also spent a lot of time in reserve grade towards the back end of the year for the Manly Seagulls as well. But he has come into the year really solid. He looks like he's put on a few kilos himself. And he looks really in form coming into this year as well. He looks like he's trained his ass off during the preseason. He looks like he's coming into this year ready to go. So I'd imagine that Morgan Harper, at least for round one, gets that wing spot. Next to Bally Simonson on the left. And then it will be Sean Russell and Will Penasini on the right. Uh, very unfortunate that... Obviously, Sevo will be out for the first few rounds. It's not ideal, especially for his start to the season. Hopefully, he comes back from the suspension, turns everything around, has a fresh start, comes in and kills it in 2024. That's what I want to see from Micah Sevo. The next update is obviously Tom Gilbert doing his ACL. So devastating. Uh, devastating for him. Devastating for the Dolphins. Did his shoulder in Origin Game 1 this year. Uh, and then obviously his ACL now. It's just so devastating. After coming back from a sh- shoulder reco, he'd probably have that in the back of his mind. I don't want to injure my shoulder again. I don't want to injure my shoulder again. And I've had my fair share of injuries myself. And I've always found when I've been playing, just coming back from an injury, it is just sitting in the back of your mind. You're always thinking, oh, I've got to be careful in this contact. I don't want to fuck up my shoulder again. Uh, I did my syndesmosis as well during the year just because I had my shoulder. A bunch of other injuries on my mind, tore my groin. Uh, I had a bunch of injuries over the past two years, 2021 and 2022. Uh, 2023, didn't play much footy, only played for Marcelin, but... Um, yeah, in terms of club football, I was riddled with injuries. And I think if I could go back and change one thing, it would just be to sort of not have the injury in the forefront of my mind, think about the game, thinking about other things, you know, that I'm doing on the field rather than having that injury cloud in my mind. And I think that when you come into a game solely thinking about not getting injured again, you end up injuring something else. And I had a lot of those uh, in my time playing footy. Yes, not NRL, obviously, but the thought process and the result of the thought process is still the same. And look, it is unfortunate for Gilbert. He is going to be out for the year, but you've got to talk about who that replacement is going to be at 13 for the Dolphins. There's obviously a few guys that can hop in at 13. Uh, these guys include Ray Stone, uh, Kenny Bromwich, Jared Wallace, Colony Lemuelu, and obviously some Smokies in Kurt Donahue and Valence Tuade. Now, Ray Stone for me would be the obvious one. He did play a bit of 13 when Tom Gilbert was injured the first time with that shoulder. You'd imagine that Ray Stone would probably start the year at 13. Kenny Bromwich is a Smokey. I don't know if Kenny Bromwich starts in the back row. I definitely have a feeling that he could be coming off the bench this year um, for the Dolphins. We'll have to wait and see, obviously. But I have a feeling that Colony Lemuelu might get a spot over him. But as I said... We'll have to wait and see. For me, I think that Colony Lemuelu is the better option. You know, playing majority of the game. 
uh, in the back row starting. But Kenny Bromwich, he's an option at 13. Jared Wallace is an option at 13 as well, depending on if he you know was in the bench rotation or wasn't. He has been really solid throughout the trials, uh, I will admit. So I imagine he'll have to be in that discussion somewhere to get a spot on the bench. It was great last year as well. Uh, Colony Lemuelu obviously comes into contention as well, depending on how you structure your back row, lock forward, you know, front rowers and how you uh, structure your forward rotation off the bench as well. He definitely comes into the fray. And then some Smokies. Kurt Donahue could play a bit of a roaming 13 role to start the game. And then you bring on a Kenny Bromwich or a Colony Lemuelu off the bench to take over that role. And I also think another Smokey could be Valence Tawale. Get him playing a roaming 13 role, either starting or off the bench. He's just so valuable not to have in your side. I feel like just getting that first grade experience in for Valence Tawale would be key. And I think there's no better way in doing that than just to just chuck him in the deep end, chuck him in the middle and just see how he goes. I think he could kill it as a roaming 13. Uh, he's got some decent offloading skills as well. I'm sure his ball playing is up to scratch being at center. I'd love to see Valence Tawade in a 13 roaming jersey. Uh, I think it would be so dangerous for the Dolphins, especially how he evades defenders and the speed that he has as well. I'd love to see him get a crack maybe as a roaming 13, either starting or off the bench for the Dolphins. But those are your main options. Obviously, Josh Kerr comes into the fray as well. He's a genuine first grader. Does he come into your forward rotation somewhere? Does he come into the front row? You push one of your front rowers to 13. Or does he play 13 himself? You know, obviously there's a few other forwards in contention for that role. Some younger guys. Max Plath played a bit of roaming 13 too during the trials. Do you chuck him in there? There's a lot of guys that could definitely come into the conversation for that spot. For me, though, to start the year, I think it will be Ray Stone wearing that 13 jersey. Really solid, great defender. Uh, hopefully, no suspension or suspensions or injuries um, for him this season. I'd love to have, see him have a good injury run, a good suspension run, no suspensions throughout the year, just playing some solid football there in 13. And I think he suits their side very well. So I think Ray Stone will get that spot to start the year. But look, I love talking about Smokies and Kurt Donahue, Valence Tawale. They are definitely Smokies for these spots. So definitely one to watch there. Wouldn't be surprised to see one of these guys come off the bench too throughout the year. Uh, Kurt Donahue, especially in a 14 jersey, can play hooker or in the halves and killed it in the trials uh, to start the year as well. So Kurt Donahue, one to watch there as well. But it'd be very interesting to see who they do chuck at 13 this year. My prediction though is Ray Stone. Now the next update is Cohen Hess. Obviously, he is under a bit of an injury cloud himself at the moment. It looks like he's done either his ACL or his MCL. Uh, the Cowboys are yet to confirm which one he's done, uh, but he has picked up a pretty devastating injury that is going to leave him out for the starting weeks of the competition. Uh, you'd imagine that he would have played in the front row off the bench. It does leave a spot for another forward to come into this side. And, de and depending on how you put your side together, it depends on who else you can bring in. I think Jermaine Samoa Brown, for me, wasn't in my rotation coming off the bench. So bringing him in as a bench front rower who can also play in the back row as well, I think would be ideal. It does leave spots for guys who've been killing it off the, in the trials as well, like your Sam McIntyre's and your Tom McKayle's. Tom McKayle absolutely killed it in the trials, and especially uh, on Sunday. He was absolutely phenomenal, scoring two tries and just fucking killing it. 
um, for the Cowboys. If that doesn't scream to you, I want to play first grade football. I don't know what does. And I think he might have earned himself a spot off the bench. But Sam McIntyre is the dark horse as well. He's been phenomenal throughout the trials, looking really good in Cowboys colors. I think he could get a spot off the bench uh, for Cohen Hess as well. As I said, pretty devastating that he has picked up this injury, Cohen Hess. Hopefully, he recovers sooner rather than later. Uh, He's such a good footballer, has molded himself into a front rower over the past few seasons and has done a really good job there uh, over the past two or so years. Cohen Hess, devastated to see that he has picked up an injury that will leave him out for the start of the season. Hopefully, not an ACL, just an MCL, and he's only out for about eight weeks or so. But again, hoping he comes back sooner rather than later. Ethan O'Neill. Now, this one's a gnarly one. I think it was Bailey Hodgson that was uh, the pokery, uh, you could say. But Ethan O'Neill was poked in the eye so bad, he fractured his eye socket. And not only that, they couldn't fly him back um, to Brisbane on the plane because his eye fracture was so bad that the air pressure would have fucked up his eye. Like hectic stuff. So hectic. I didn't know that you could poke someone in the eye so hard it could break your eye socket, but it's been done. Congratulations to Bally Hodgson. You've made me learn something new, but Devo for Ethan O'Neill. He's such a great footballer, obviously a Souths junior, uh, obviously playing a lot of football for the Rabbitohs over the past two years uh, in that New South Wales Cup side in the grand final as well. First year as a Brisbane Bronco, not the best start, but hopefully, again, he comes back sooner rather than later. It looks like it's going to be a four- to six-week injury return. Could be up to eight weeks for him on the sideline. So, uh, hopefully, he recovers sooner rather than later to Ethan O'Neill. I know his brother. I went to school with his brother and played football with him for Marcelin as well. Uh, Ethan O'Neill wishing him all the best in recovery, and hopefully, uh, he is back for the Q Cup side sooner rather than later for the Brisbane Broncos. And, uh, I think he's going to be a big loss for the winner, Manly Seagulls, too, for the start of the year. So, as I said, hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. Uh, and then finally, Sunia Taruva picking up a pretty devastating injury, too, in the World Club Challenge. It looks like he's done his PCL. Now, the Panthers haven't come out and said anything yet about the injury, but it does look like he is going to be sitting out for quite a few weeks, uh, Sunia Taruva, which is pretty devastating. you got to look at who is going to be coming in on the wing for them. Uh, I think it will probably be someone like a Jesse McLean. Just going to have a look at their uh, side now. Could be a Jesse McLean. Could be a Paul Alamotti as well. We could see Taylor May move to the wing and Paul Alamotti coming in in the centers. Uh, So that's one option for you. Jesse McLean is obviously the other one as well um, for the Panthers to come in on the wing. Uh, But it doesn't look good for Sunita River. He will be out if it's a PCL injury for at least six weeks. So not the start that the Panthers would have wanted in their back line. Uh, Dane Laurie is also another option for the wing. I don't know if they're going to use him there. I think it'd be more valuable to go uh, to keep him in New South Wales Cup to start the year. I think he'll be playing either fullback or 5'8 in New South Wales Cup. We'll have to wait and see. But I think it'd be more valuable to keep him in New South Wales Cup to start the year, build a combination with Brad Snyder as well. It would be quite valuable for the start of the season, especially uh, during the origin period when obviously Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai will most likely be going to New South Wales Blues camp. Uh, So I think the most likely option is either going to be Jesse McLean or Paul Alamotti. Uh, It's crazy to think that guys like Sunita River and Taylor May could have been the depth 
going into this year for the back line, obviously with Stephen Crichton leaving. Uh, it does actually leave a lot of holes in their depth, but they've got pretty good depth. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, having guys like Jesse McLean um, and Paul Alamotti sitting in reserve grade, very, very lucky. They're very good at replacing what they've lost, the Penrith Panthers. Uh, gun to head, if I'm picking between them both, I think if they're going to develop Taylor May as a center, I think that Jesse McLean will get the spot on the wing to start the year. But don't forget about Paul Alamotti. He is still in this side. He does look quite fit for centre. Um, I think that those rumours about him playing in the back row were rubbish. If he was going to play in the back row, I think he would have been in that 17 for the Panthers. Uh, it looks like he'll be a depth centre. And obviously, the Panthers have listed him on the website as a centre as well. So don't forget about him. He is an option if they do want to move Talon May to the wing and move him into centre. Otherwise, Jesse McLean is there as depth as well and pretty good depth, as I said, having guys like Jesse McLean and Paul Alamotti in New South Wales Cup. That's full time. See you in the next one.